What is going on, everybody? Kamusta kayo lahat mula sa Luzon, Visayas, Mindanao, or wherever the heck you are on the planet. This is your one and only Jake of All Trades, the place to be for any niche, every genre, and all generations. I am your Master of Ceremony, D to the E to the LRO, aka JDR, aka the Extraordinary Introvert. So before we start, I would like to thank everyone who joined last Saturday's live stream. Um, it was fun. That was my first time doing a live stream. Unlike right now, which we're going back to regular programming, which is pre-recording stuff and editing. But yeah, super duper thank you to everyone who joined my uh, birthday live stream. Uh, it was fun. Uh, I was, I'm sure I was not, it wasn't the most perfect for sure. I'm sure you guys have a lot of comments by and all. But yeah, uh, major thanks to everyone who participated. Uh, second of all, um, as you guys can see, it is Christmas season. So... Um, by the time this edited video is out, you see a lot of snowflake background. Of course, you have a lot of Christmas sounds in the background. Of course, we're not hearing them right now in real time, but as soon as this video is out, um, I would have incorporated those edits. So, yeah, it's Christmas season already. So, hopefully, y'all still have that holiday spirit, despite, you know, the uh, uncertainties and, of course, the differences that this year has brought. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, we keep that holiday vibe going. So, with that out of the way, let's get started. Um, so, what do you guys know? Another day, another magic guest. Um, this is literally our third <laughs> um, guest from Magic 89.9. But, you know, unlike Ryan and unlike Yanni, I'm not a starstruck as um, this guest <laughs> over here. It's not because she ain't cool and all. If anything, she's equally as talented. But the reason why I'm not a starstruck is because uh, we go way back. Um, so, as you can see, we've been friends in second year of college um in fact we were classmates at theo we were literally seatmates so <laughs> that's crazy how time flies but yeah um now now we're notes so <laughs> yeah basically you know to keep it short uh, i am not a starstruck i'm not as you know <laughs> uh out of i'm not uh, in utter shock or disbelief but yeah, it doesn't mean uh, she's not a stand. And if anything, she also has a lot to bring to the table. So, uh, unlike Ryan, who, of course, ventured out into hosting and DJing, and unlike Yanni, who, of course, we all know her as that courtside reporter for UP, um, this guest over here, uh, she took her talents in the realm of theater. So, uh, just to give you guys a brief background, she uh, was a member of the Atenea Blue Repertory, more commonly known as Blue Rep. Uh, of course, she acted a lot of plays. And if I'm not mistaken, she actually got a chance to experience directing. So I think she did direct some plays, or at least co-directed some plays. So you can see very versatile. She's been an artist, or she's been an actor, and she's also been on the directing side. So not everyone can say that. And the fact that she's been doing that at a young age, that's very telling. Of course, she is also a magic product. So she joined the Junior Jocks program as well, and she's been hosting herself. But yeah, as far as the specialties of her craft, um, she's really more into the acting side, the theater side. And of course, I'm sure you've been seeing a lot of YouTube ads since I'm sure I'm in, but I'm going to YouTube videos. She is that girl in the spicy Labuyo ad from Lucky Me. So I'll definitely link that later on. But uh, with that out of the way, and please, again, correct me if I'm messing up some stuff right there in the intro. Please give it up for Joyce Buen, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jake, for that intro. It's amazing. I, My pleasure. Um, yeah, you didn't get anything wrong. Yeah, and happy birthday as well. Uh, yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. It has been a while. Yeah, we were seatmates in Theo, guys. I wouldn't have yeah. survived without this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, for sure, for sure. And yeah, I'm sure Joyce over here is shocked, and I'm sure all of you guys are shocked since I did mention this in the live stream and over and over, but... Yeah, super tahimik no? like nung uh, yeah, back in our times. Yeah, honestly. Uh, oh, sure. like, I, I felt so bad because like I felt like I talked too much just because I, as a, you know, as somebody from the radio, it's like, oh, dead air. So when no one's talking, I'm just like, hey, Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, I think it's just me being supplied at the time. But yeah, <laughs> once again, you know, major, major apologies to everyone who I snobbed back then. <laughs> <laughs> trying to just make amends and all but yeah uh joyce got it right we were seatmates back then and theo and uh although uh, we went through separate lives you know at least we're 
uh, back mm-hmm. here after so long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's get to it. So I know I said a lot of things about Joyce, but I'm sure I may have missed out some stuff. So this is your chance to introduce yourself to some of my listeners. <laughs> Go ahead and take it away. Yeah, I guess, well, Jake has probably covered a lot of it, but yeah, um, so my name's Joyce. I do a lot of theater stuff, so I started when I was like in high school, I guess. I was homeschooled in high school, so I started back then. Um, and if I'm counting correctly, um, so by the time, like maybe by next month, I would have been doing musical theater for a decade now. And so that's wow. crazy, but yeah. <laughs> but seriously, doing it really started in Ateneo with Blue Rap. Um, so yeah, a lot of musical theater, but I also, you know, ever since I started Blue Rap or joined or, you know, been in Ateneo, I really loved the art of acting and directing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, you know, been an assistant director, an associate director, a co-director, and just like a plain director. Um, and I love both. You can't make me choose <laughs> which one I want to do more. Um, but yeah, right now, uh, since you know the theater scene isn't exactly booming because of the pandemic, um, I really just teach a lot. Um, teach a lot of theater uh, yeah. to some teenagers. Um, I also do a lot of voiceover work. That's mostly what I'm doing right now. Um, so yeah, voice voice acting is that how I kind of you know keep the acting thing going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so guys, basically, I have the better Joyce, you know. Joyce Spring who? Like, who's that? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> that is so funny. It's so funny, too, because, like, when I started in Magic, I really had to ask, like, uh, do I have to change my name because we already have a Joyce Spring? But it's okay. Like, no one really got confused, you know, except for the fact that, like, I would sit in um, on Aaron at Dida's show a lot. And... Some of the like, because it used to be Aaron and Joyce, right? And so I'd yeah, be like, "Hey, yeah. dude, you can still play the sting that says Aaron and Joyce." Because like, I'm yeah. here, but we never did that. <laughs> but it's really fun. It's it's an ongoing joke, I guess. Like there sometimes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm definitely not the better Joyce, but I'm the <laughs> Joyce you know. So you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, guys, um, that's basically. That's a pretty packed resume to say the least. I did not even know that she does a voiceover too. So I'm sure uh, you guys know some of the more popular voice actors now, like Sina Inca, Sina Rain, and all of that. So yeah, yeah just the fact that this yeah. voiceover here is like in line with all these other talented uh, voiceover <laughs> actors. Like that's that says a lot. <laughs> Thank you. So I guess um, now that we got all your background stuff out of the way i guess the most important question or one of the first and important questions to ask is you know what interested you like we've in this in this show i've covered so many niches already um from basketball to uh radio to schooling and all that but i guess since we're now tackling theater which is definitely Mm -hmm. far-fetched from the rest as with anything else um (laughs) what interested you into pursuing your life you know on the on the stage you know what wanted what made you want um, to aspire your i don't know broadway dream of sorts yeah <laughs> uh you know what i am actually not very sure about that so um as you as like i mentioned earlier so i was homeschooled since i was in the fourth grade and so when i was growing up mostly i was alone um not lonely but i was just like spending my time alone i actually realized that i kind of wanted to try out acting because I read a lot and so so I love books and there was this one time like I was probably like 10 years old or 11 um I was reading a book and then I realized that I could sort of understand how this character was feeling but the things I couldn't even relate to her like we had nothing similar um but the fact that I could understand this character um kind of like made me realize, hey, that's that's funny. And so I tried to read it out loud and tried to act a certain scene. And I realized, hey, this is probably something I could do. And then so I started just, you know, watching. And like, I like musicals, I guess, you know, growing up, I would watch like, you know, musical animation and just plain musicals like Annie and Les Mis and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And so I really wanted to try it. But, you know, I lived like I grew up in a farm and I grew up homeschooled like in the province mm-hmm. and so it's not like there's a theater scene that I could go to but I moved um, somewhere closer to Metro Manila around 20, 2011 and so I 
practically begged my parents to let me enroll in this musical theater class. But the thing is, it was in Metro Manila and I was living in Laguna. And so I actually, like at 14 years old, I had to learn how to commute by myself just so I could bring myself to theater class. Um, so every week I would do that. So eventually I learned how to you know, just travel back and forth and mm -hmm. even take a part-time job so I could afford the classes myself. Um, so that's all like, so I was hosting and stuff like that. I was teaching English, you know, things like that, just for me to really pursue theater. And even at this point, I didn't think that was something that I would do from all my life. It was just, you know, an interest. It was yeah. just, I guess, a passion, you know, but I really didn't think that I would continue to do it. And even going into college, I had no plans of even enrolling or like auditioning for Blue Rap. But then I mm. saw I, I was familiar with them because I was already auditioning for like, you know, um, professional plays during my gap year between like high school and college. But when I got to college, I was like, okay, sure, let's try auditioning for, for Blue Rep. And then I got in and I just kept going. <laughs> and I learned a lot more. I learned a lot more about theater, not just the performance side, but really you know, backstage and directing and things like this. And I just fell in love with it. And I just kept doing it. <laughs> It's nice. It's nice. It's a very um, interesting backstory. So, you know, guys, just the fact that you know she does not have, or at least back at the, during her time, like mm -hmm. lam resources or just yeah. the overall setting wasn't really uh, conducive or like friendly to mm -hmm. theater aspirants. <laughs> but the fact that you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Joyce found a way over here to you know carve her own path and to just try to pursue uh, her biggest dream of acting. Like that's already. Um, something to be applauded for you know in the long run mm -hmm. and yeah i guess this leads me not to uh, my next question so with all these um stories and all your adventures you know from <laughs> the farm to the city life um what yeah. was your i guess what was your big break mo big break moment uh, to say the least Ooh, okay well or what made you know question. what made yeah. you like know that oh, this is definitely for me. I think that I can do this yeah. long-term and it's not like a part-time okay. type of thing. Yeah, I, hmm. The thing is, it's such a funny question because I don't think that I've had a big break. <laughs> but, because um, like, I don't think I'm famous or anything. But I think, um, I guess it's a series of little things, you know? I mean, not, well, I would say it's little things, but you know, it's 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 big things, really. So I guess the first one would be the fact that um, so for me, it's when you get paid to do what you love. Uh, that's yeah. for me for sure one. Yeah. And so the first time that I realized I could get paid for like doing theater, other than teaching, is um, when I got to do an internship, like a an all expense paid internship to Europe wow. um, for performing. <laughs> Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so back in 2017, um, there was this whole like long audition process, but basically someone was looking for performers to take with him to Malta in Europe. And yeah. honestly, like the people I was up against, because um, there was a lot of blue rappers I was up against, and I really don't think I'm the most talented person in blue rap, like far from it. I'm not one of them, but it just, you know, the, the job kind of entailed like, hosting and working with children and that's something that I've done all my life and so the fact that yeah going getting to go abroad to act to perform um is one big thing you know because it's like yeah you you've gone somewhere because of talent I guess um so that's one um but another one like here in the Philippines at least is really maybe my first newspaper mansion um, as an actor, I oh. think that's pretty big. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So what newspaper is this? Year. That was, um, this was in the Inquirer. Um, yeah, so I was doing, last year, I was doing um, the theory of relativity with Blue Rep, which was actually yeah. like kind of like my comeback because I stopped acting for like two years. Mm. And so, because I was directing and I was doing other things. And then I went back and this was like the first time in two years that I acted for Blue Rep. And it, the show is great. It's not me or anything. It's it's a really great show. And the directors are great. You know, Andre Pamintuan is there and Abby Sulit was a musical director. and. Um, so the people I was working with is great, and then 
It was just a great production, and it, it always had like such great reviews. But I was really super kileg siguro, because the review that we had on the newspaper um, happened to mention my name and a few others. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just me, but the fact that hey, oh my gosh, you know, like my first newspaper mention as an actor was positive. I think <laughs> that was pretty big. <laughs> so I would say those two moments and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting a commercial. That's definitely the latest. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow, well, those are, yeah, yung big break, to say the least. Like, you know, you have a, mm-hmm. an inquire featurette and then, of course, uh, that YouTube video. <laughs> I still can't get over that because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I watch a lot of videos during my breaks and <laughs> I always see those mm-hmm. uh, three ladies you included. Oh, my God. Like, you know, Yeah. Like the falsettoness of each of your voices. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the funny thing is, I actually haven't seen that pop up in my YouTube. Like, I don't know if I don't watch YouTube at all, but like, mm-hmm. I've never been targeted by my own ad. And I'm thankful just because I think it's crazy and it's cringy to see myself. <laughs> yeah. I saw it on the bus. I love when you're on the bus and you're watching TV. I yeah, didn't see yeah. it. And I'd be like, Oh, that's funny. Like, <laughs> here I am watching myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. I think this week alone, I've seen it like twice or thrice already. <gasps> yeah. I am so sorry for that. No. <laughs> I'm, I wonder though, like, did you have to use auto-tune or was that like original, unfiltered, raw falsettos coming out of your vocal cords? Wait up, wait up. Uh, guys, we'll be... Alright, um, yeah. Back again. Uh, sorry for all the technical difficulties. But yeah, basically, uh, my question is like, during that ad when you shot it, did you have to use auto-tune or did you like yell <laughs> that <laughs> from straight from your lungs, you know? Like, you know, No, uh, no. So the funny thing about that commercial is actually um, we weren't required to be singers. Like when we auditioned, like nobody, like they they mentioned that it would have some singing and it would help, but it's not required for you to sing. And so we had to sing in the auditions. And the thing about it is, like, so I was being I was auditioning really for the girl with the belt with the highest note, diba, <laughs> and. If you, if you can, I don't know if you can tell from my voice right now, but it's pretty much on the lower side. Um, yeah. I've been an alto forever, and on some days I sing tenor like a guy because mm-hmm. I have such a guy voice. And so mm-hmm. um, during the auditions, though, I really just had to pretend to like, yeah, I'm gonna belt. Um, I could do that sometimes, um, but it's really, you know, it's really just not being afraid to look dumb and and stupid. Um, so. Yeah, I, I just did that. But the thing is, like, we don't actually, the singers, um, the three of us, the three of us girls, funny enough, we were all singers. Um, so the first girl, um, Angelia, she she sings quite well. And then the second girl, um, her name is Marga. She's a professional singer. Like, she has a record and everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's me, and I'm, I guess, a musical theater person. But the thing is, we they didn't use our voices for that. Mm-hmm. Although, although, um, During the shoot, during the shoot, so we shot on a Wednesday. Um, I was talking to some of the producers, and then they found out that I was a voiceover talent that I do voiceovers, and so, you know, I was just talking to them, and I was doing the acting thing. But it's really not like my, it's not really my voice. But then when they heard me, they asked me to come in the next day to record the voiceover. So if you hear the the voiceover for the commercial, that's actually me. So I didn't sing, oh, but I oh. I did the whole voiceover and the, the on-cam talent, I guess. <laughs> nice, nice. Wow, that's crazy. Um, yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people like that are listening right now. They must be wondering, oh, paano niya nagawa yun? Like, <laughs> oh, nai, <laughs> to like literally raise your voice without losing a breath and stuff like that. I know. People always ask me for a sample, and I'm like, "Do you not hear my voice? Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's obviously not me." But yeah, so, I try. I try sometimes. 
So no editing, no editing tools are required. Like you didn't need Adobe Audition or Audacity. Like no, no, <laughs> not at all. Oh wow, no. <laughs> that's crazy indeed. Anyways, wow. Um, yeah, we really <laughs> talked a lot about that commercial. No, because it's such a hit now. Because you know, I'm sure oh. people are still stuck at home with their quarantine and like YouTube right now, especially now, uh-huh. in this day and age. Uh, it's everywhere. Yeah. So. And with ads, just um, <laughs> being all, yeah, coming out more often. Everywhere. Yeah, it's exactly. everywhere. Um, like, yeah, even on TikTok, like apparently. Um, so I wasn't on TikTok a lot, but apparently um, they made it a TikTok challenge. And so my friends would send me. There was like one day where all my friends just sent me screen caps because apparently when you open the app, like mm-hmm. my my face is the first thing you see and I'm sorry yeah. about that but yeah so it keeps coming back to my life but I'm thankful I'm really really grateful but it's just mm-hmm. really embarrassing sometimes <laughs> that's alright because you know I'd, uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw my, in my page but I did some embarrassing stuff myself so you know <laughs> it's only <laughs> that we all <laughs> yeah we all have the, 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 that embarrassing stunt that we don't want to do but we end up just Showing to the world because you know YOLO, the right? <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the whole acting theme. So, who were you? Some of your biggest inspirations? Like, I'm sure we all know Miss Missy Maramar. Like, uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> I'm sure she's like one of the pioneers of not just Atenea theater but Philippine theater. And you know she's just such a legend in her in her industry. And I actually saw one of her plays back in back when I was taking up lit fourteen. I forgot mm-hmm. what the play was called, but it's like her and this one guy. And the whole time it was oh, just it's too, a gruesome, gruesome. Yeah, gruesome playground injuries. Is that right? Somewhere within those times, it was like a black and white yeah. background. I think she played the role of a surgeon. Oh, okay. I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but sad, like you guys get the point. So, mm-hmm. I guess other than Miss Maramar, like who were some of your uh, key contributors? Or who were those who contributed to your um, acting career, which is obviously still going on, like right now? Yeah, thank you. Uh, hmm. Well, honestly, it's. Um... I think that you know as an actor the key is really to learn from everyone that you work with whether it's a, a director or a co like a like a castmate um mm-hmm. yeah it's really you know learning from all these people um but I really have to give a shout out to those who teach theater I mean now that I'm doing it myself um mm-hmm. you know like the first person that I ever had as a theater teacher is this guy called Francis Matthews. So he he does twin bill theater with his twin brother, and so he's great. I didn't get to work with him a lot. It was just like a few months, but I learned a lot from that. And then so I just kept going. I worked with Naomi Gonzalez. Um, she plays um, Chayong in Himala, and she's amazing. Yeah. So I've yeah. worked with her a couple of times as well. And then, yeah, Missy was my first director in Europe, and Missy was really the one who introduced me to very, um, you know, to very educated <laughs> um, acting. And that's always great. I've also worked with Dar Uy, um, Dar Uy. And so he's been a big influence, especially because, um, you know, when it came to directing, he was always sort of like my mentor. Like I, everything I learned is from him. Um, Alex Lorica was my castmate, my friend, um, but she's also been, you know, an assistant director and a mentor at some point. Uh, who else? As an actor, um, Isa Manalo Lopez. You know, kung paano ako nagiliting lately. Um, Ooh, yeah, her. and then that. Top Girls. Yeah, and then Top Girls, which was supposed to come out this March, and then it got canceled <laughs> because of COVID. So I was really excited for that, but it didn't go, you know, things didn't go the way we planned it this year. So those, those definitely everyone I've worked with. Um, but um, when it comes to, just, you know, I guess the attitude. Because, um, okay, apparently, so my dad, I didn't know this because he never shared this to me, but apparently my dad, when he was a teenager, was really into theater and he would mm. try to do theater a lot, um, you know, as a kid growing up in Metro Manila. So 
yun, like it was his dream and he just you know didn't get to do it and so now he's really happy that I get to do it but he never even told me that he he did theater um, or he was interested in theater until I started doing it and so I think mm. it was great um, so I'm guessing he's like my biggest influence <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just getting sure. it from him yeah inheriting it from him I think that's great oh Patrick Vela sorry Patrick Vela the guy who brought me to Malta um, really opened my eyes um, so yeah all these people and then I just try to learn um, you know take everything from everyone that I work with it's always just the point to make every experience a learning experience uh, because you work with such amazing people and yeah my castmates that are great you know Kaki Teodora and uh, just amazing amazing people <laughs> oh that's a long list right there and yes yeah <laughs> no definitely like uh, no problem right there like it just shows how uh you really think you just soak in all of the knowledge and information that each and every single expert uh just brings to you and yeah in some of your productions now uh not only do you apply some of these lessons and stuff like that but you really just you know take it to another level whether you're you know acting or whether you're directing like i've seen some plays back in college and uh, super big time ma production in it. so yeah, <laughs> yeah major props to all of you thank you mm-hmm. uh, so I guess now that we've finished talking about how you got into theater arts I guess now it's also important to kind of differentiate the different types of acting so uh, of course you have movies and you have sitcoms mm-hmm. and then you have mm-hmm. the theater place which was a Broadway so yeah. CCP, so, so there and all that. So I guess for some uh, fan, casual fans or just nor- listeners for, of the show, like I guess to educate them a little bit more, like what are some of the similarities and differences between the two styles of uh, theater? You know, because yeah, of even acting, though, I guess. Yeah. yeah, acting, even though they're like they seem similar, like content-wise, like the very nuance or the different nuances like they very they contrast one another and there are a lot of distinguished distinguishing factors between like the different styles or the different types of uh, a production or uh, an acting gig yeah um yeah i guess (laughs) yeah there's actually a really huge difference between the two i think you know since i don't have a lot of film experience um i actually I'm not a big fan of the camera. Uh, it's something I hope to, <laughs> to get rid of, but I, I don't like working in front of the camera. But um, I guess, you know, the similarity, I think, is all actors, I feel like they have to do these three things. Um, so there's truth, service, and creativity. Truth meaning you really have to be truthful when you're playing with your character, when you're playing characters. You have to find the truth in what you do. Um, it's not pretending, you know, it's acting mm-hmm. and it's just doing something. Um, so always finding the truth in it. Um, servicing meaning you have to make sure that the audience understands you, that the audience um, is getting the story. Essentially, what you're doing is just storytelling. And so you have to do everything in service to the storytelling. Um, and then creativity, of course, is really just, you know, like offering more or like you know, having more freedom to just try out things. It's really up to the actor. Uh, the director helps a lot, but the actor has to offer first and foremost. So I think that's a similarity. Um, there's a lot more than that, but it, this would turn into like a whole new lecture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I guess the difference, if I would like just to simplify it, is so where you when you're in the theater, you have to realize that you have audiences from every part of the room. And the theater is sometimes in different sizes. Sometimes you have a big theater or a small theater. And you also have to remember that these people paid the price no matter where they're sitting. They paid to see the show. And so as an actor, you have to sort of remember to service the people in the front row and in the very back of the room. They have to understand the story. So you can't just, you know, have your acting up to here, like up to stage. It can't just be that. It has to be bigger than that. Um, Not meaning exaggerated, but it really just has to communicate a lot um, through all, like the entirety of the theater. And so if that means, you know, just being more 
bigger, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, if it just being bigger or um, projecting a little bit more or yeah, yes, like acting to your scene partners, but really acting through the entire room. Now, yeah. when it comes to the camera, they see every single thing that happens in your face. You know what I mean? So every little thing um, counts. And so for me, I actually have a hard time um, going into camera work um, after being trained in the theater. Uh, with commercials, it's sort of easy because commercials, usually they ask you to go big, right? Um, to be a little more exaggerated. And with sitcoms, I think it's also like very much theater because you have a live audience in your studio. But when it comes to just like movies and and shows, it's really all like restraint, restraint, restraint. And I can't do that because I just have such an expressive face. I have such an expressive <laughs> body and personality, I think. Um, that even if I don't mean to react so bigly, I really will. And so that's something that I have to train myself is the restraint because, you know, it's kind of like, if, for example, for me, if my scene partner is like two feet away from me, the camera is, I would feel, is like two centimeters away from my face, as I would feel. Because it can get anything you want. So, um, yeah, it's really just camera is doing less. Less is more, but then in the theater, sometimes you have to do a little bit more than that. Oh, also, I guess like when you do film, you don't do it chronologically, diba? Like the, yeah, when yeah. you shoot. Depends on the location, Mm -hmm. so um, with plays, it's kind of like living the same life every night, every show. Um, But then with film, it's kind of like you have to remember where you came from or you have to do things like out of your pocket instead of like sourcing off of the scene before that. So yeah, I don't know which one people prefer. Also, there's less memorizing in film. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess also another advantage of film or just movies, there are multiple cuts. Mm-hmm. So like in case you mess up the exactly. first line and all that, you can always mm-hmm. reshoot over and over. With theater, like exactly everything is caught under pal. a microscope. Yep, <laughs> every single mistake and all that is gonna be scrutinized by movie yeah. by film critics and reviews. So the margin of error, like, yeah, exactly in theater in so, general is super. Liberal. But then also it's like. You know, it's kind of just like you're on your own basically. Like when a play starts. Oh no. Is it okay? Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're good. So yeah. Sorry, what's that? Oh no, um go on. Go on. Okay. Uh yeah, so like with film. I mean, I guess with theater, being on your own is really like, you know, when the curtain rises and when the show starts, it's your show now. Like, your director can't save you. Um, no one can save you. <laughs> so there's more there's more pressure in that sense, but also some of us just feel more at home in it than we do on film. I don't know. It really depends on who you are, sort of. But I would love to experience both. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um... So yeah, um, that's pretty much film and theater for you. There's two different uh, universes to say the least. Like, yeah, they're not. Well, of course, the content may seem similar because you have some drama or you have some theater art type of yeah films or what do you call it? Yeah, yeah, you have plays that uh, adapt are physical adaptations of Adapted, certain films. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Even though the lines may seem similar and all that, uh, first of all, interpretations it's are different. It's a whole, and yeah, yeah, just the overall blockings and all that, like super ebasha from exactly an actual film. And I guess also we forgot to mention, and I guess these guys also deserve a lot of credit. As much as the main cast or the actors, um, yeah, on the stage get the most credit. Like, uh, tell me about the people behind the scenes, because. I think I saw yeah. a vlog of one of the um, behind-the-scenes members of Anghuling Albimbo, like Sikiara mm-hmm. Dario. Like, she was basically, oh, yeah, yeah. She gave us like an overview of what her life is, or what her and the rest of her uh, stage mates are, or what their lives production. are. Production. Yeah, yeah, the production. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not really too familiar with the terminologies of 
theater, but yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, so like, how important are the production members? Like, are they, even though they're like behind the scenes people, lang, like, mm-hmm. I honestly believe that every single player counts. Like, everyone mm-hmm. has to be in their A game. Not just the yeah. main characters, but most especially those behind the scenes because they're the ones that give the cast members easier time. They also drive the show. Like, any missteps from them might exactly. determine how good or how yeah. bad uh, theatrical play will be. Yeah, here's a little secret that I'm going to tell you. In the hierarchy of um, important people, <laughs> I mean, important people meaning like who's the boss in a production, the cast members are at the very bottom. Meaning they're not the boss of everyone. Okay, oh. the cast members are, yeah. The cast members are at the bottom because they really can't tell anybody what to do. Um, <laughs> meaning that, uh, you know, so the production people, oh my gosh, they're just, they're the most important. For me, I don't know, it's just like really, really important. And I feel like we, you know, it's time to give credit to that. And actually, I've been, I'm teaching a class um, where I am at right now. So I teach in a place called Apatala. It's a really creative school, um, like a learning center where we, you know, teach interests of the kids. And I'm teaching a class called production management where we teach them like every part of the backstage, um, you know, so that they, so we teach them about costumes and makeup, about lights and sounds, about stage managing and set and props and all these different parts. Because, you know, there might be a kid out there who is interested in the theater, but they're like, oh, but I don't sing or act or dance. And I'm like, dude, there's a place in the theater for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, people fail to notice that, to realize that. But yeah, there really is a place for everybody in the theater. And so, like for me, if you if you want to be a great actor, I suggest you do something backstage. You have to. Um, so for me, I would have different, like I would have go-to sort of departments. I usually help out in costumes and makeup. I would also help out in the theater management side of it. So I would do a lot of public relations. I would do a lot of um, front of house, meaning ushering people in their seats, cleaning the theater. Those are just really, really important stuff for me. And yeah, because you learn a lot and it helps you better as an actor to really, you know, get the grasp of what the entire production team has to go through. And um, you learn a lot, definitely. And so, and you, and you know, it's not like, it's really, for me, it's really like no one's more important than the other. It's really, you have to work together. And so for the production side, um, definitely the stage manager is the most important person in the entire theater. The stage manager is the boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, they do basically everything. So yeah, I do a lot of costumes and makeup. Um, so it's it goes from planning to helping people you know do costumes they're part of the show here's the thing um they're part of the rehearsal that's the one thing that people don't realize it's like if it's it's a whole like if it's a machine you know it's not gonna work without a some of the production members and so yeah we just want to give props to those people it's really nothing without them (laughs) yeah couldn't agree with you more i think every single person but more so those that you hardly see on stage they're the ones who really will determine how good or how bad the uh, play will be and I like what you said about you know cleaning the theater and doing all the all the groundwork because you know they may seem little but you know those who pay for theaters would not want to go into a theater house that's you know not clean or not presentable exactly (laughs) you want to make sure that you know before the matinee plays on like the theater is whole is tidied up and everyone that's acting has a space that is conducive and just pretty much good mm-hmm. to go for not just one shift but i think they have you know two shows so can you imagine how tiring that yeah. is like for some of the more important cast members mm-hmm. to be able to do this not once but <laughs> sometimes twice a day yeah um, yeah, exactly. And I think that's also one thing that we should mention. That's one of the big differences between, um, you know, theater and film. Because theater, you're really in charge of this overall experience. And that's something that's really difficult to do now in this pandemic. I know there's a lot of online productions and online plays, but it's not, you know, it's really not the same. Um, 
So that's, yes, actors can still act today, but production people might not have the space to do production work. Um, so, yeah, for, for me, it's really, you know, that's a big difference. It's why sometimes, like, it's a whole different experience to see a play and to see a movie. It's, it's the experience. For sure, for sure. Um, so, with um, that out of the way, I guess this is now the perfect segue <laughs> to uh, introduce me to some of your favorite um, moments. Not really moments. Well, yeah, moments. Moments or just uh-huh. overall place or just anything in the field of acting. So, whether it's your favorite sitcom, your favorite theatrical place, like, is there any scene or is there any, like, whole play or movie or uh-huh. TV show back then that really stood out to you the most? Or if um, there's like a list, hmm. like a short list of sorts because I'm sure you have a lot. <laughs> like I'm sure back during our time when we were younger, we were exposed to a lot of movies, a lot of theater plays in our school. Uh-huh. So I'm sure it's going to be hard to like nitpick the best one. So I guess what are some of your favorites like growing up? Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, dude. Um, well, growing up when I was a kid, I was really impressed by the people in Annie. Like, just those kids doing all those yeah, stunts yeah. and singing and dancing. And I was really like, how do they do that? They're literally, mm-hmm. like, you know, tumbling all over the orphanage and just singing yeah. and dancing. And it's all one take. For me, that was, like, the big moment that, whoa, like, theater is legit work. Um, but I guess... Um, you know, more locally, my favorite show that it's my it's my dream role. I'm I'm saying this just in case my friends are watching. <laughs> but I watched this play um, maybe last year called Every Brilliant Thing, mm-hmm. and um, I watched it. Uh, my friends worked on it. It's by Sandbox Collective, uh, and yeah. so it's a one woman show. And the thing is, it's sort of like part a play and part improv meaning there's a lot of audience interaction mm-hmm. and for me that was just like a perfect mix for me because I love improv there's many different kinds of theater but then there's improv as well I love improv and yeah. and I love you know as the host as an events host I, I always always worry about the audience and so that for me was just like an eye-opening experience that hey I want to do this play one day and the director Jenny Hamora you know, um, she remembered that because I said I wanted to make it my thesis, but I never actually studied mm-hmm. theater arts. I mean, I didn't take it in college. Hoo-hoo. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and the thing about it is, you know, theater, it's when theater, it's when a play, it's when a piece of theater moves you and makes you think really about things in life. Because yeah. that play didn't, Missy Maramara would always say this, that theater is not here to tell you what to think but what to think about. And I think, you know, that play was just amazing to me. Uh, the person that I saw um, was Teresa, but then I also saw, Kak- I mean, I wanted to see Kaki Tidora do it this year, but then, you know, COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that for me was just a big, it's such a small play. It's a very intimate play, but it was, it had a lot of impact. And yeah, for me, it doesn't like some, Play some, you know, theater doesn't need to be big and big budget and, yeah. you know, popular. It just has to be nice storytelling. That's it. So for me, that would be my biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very, it's very interesting that you said um, audience interaction. Like, actually, before I give you mine, like, uh, what are your thoughts on like breaking the fourth wall? Like. <laughs> We see it a lot in theater. We see it a lot in sitcoms. Like, I don't know. Like, there's some, uh-huh. there's some, like, production managers that don't allow to break the fourth wall. But yeah, I don't know whether you're part of part of a cast or whether you're just a spectator. Do you like yeah. enjoy these break for break the fourth wall moments, or do you get nervous because you know <laughs> uh, something crazy might happen? Uh, I don't get nervous. <laughs> Yeah. Um, see, that's a that's a funny thing because actually, like breaking the fourth wall, you know, it has to be done well for me. It has to be done perfectly because there's such a thing as a monologue that's not necessarily breaking the fourth wall. Um, so in the last play that I did, fully, fully, in the theory of relativity, I play this girl um, who does a monologue about cake. 
it's really funny. Um, I mean, I'm guessing it's funny. People laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically it's basically me breaking the fourth wall every time I come on stage. Um, but I didn't really treat it as breaking the fourth wall. It's really like you know having the audience part of the world that I was creating on stage. So. Um, yeah, it really has to be done. It has to be clear. That's the thing. It has to be clear mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. actors and for the directors. If it's a choice to really break the fourth wall, or it's just you know a part of a monologue or something like that, um, there are some moments of breaking the fourth wall. Like for example, I don't know if you've seen Enola Holmes, mm -hmm. um, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, so oh. she, you know. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> and then Things so girl. she breaks the fourth wall a lot. And I was like, it's really interesting because I mean, she's such a great actor. She's such a great, great actor, young actor. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing is, like, you know, sometimes it's just like, girl, why are you talking to me? Like, you're about to die. <laughs> like, <stop. laughs> um, and I, had, I saw a tweet of someone saying it felt like she was watching Dora because, you know, how Dora, like, kind of talks to you in the middle of her yeah. adventure. <laughs> yeah. And so there's that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I don't think I'm not hating on it. It's just like it's a different. It's it changes the entire thing. Um, so for me, it has to have a purpose. Why you're breaking the fourth wall? Not just for entertainment value. It has to be a clear purpose and a strong purpose. And you have to make a conscious choice to do it. It can't be accidental. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I guess for me, like. Uh, I'm not really the type to. Mm -hmm. I've seen some theatrical plays myself, but uh, I'm more of a sitcom type of person. Like I've seen a lot of great sitcoms over the years, and even though I'm not from the '90s, like we're both not really '90s kids, but I think the Fresh Prince of Bel Air still. Oh, dude, I'm not getting any of that. Sorry. Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, guys. So. Can you repeat that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I like to. Can you repeat that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so once again, to my oh. listeners, really sorry for all the technical difficulties. Like, as you guys can see, there's a different setup and our Wi-Fi is just inconsistent. But yeah, hopefully you guys are still sticking around. But yeah, I was just saying to Joyce that, uh, you know, the Fresh Fruits of Bel-Air, that's still one of my favorite uh, sitcoms uh, to this day. And I was just mm -hmm. watching their uh, reunion like a couple of weeks ago. And you can really... <gasps> yeah. Yeah, thankfully someone from YouTube was able to upload it, so I didn't need to download the HBO app. But even though like both Joyce and I weren't '90s kids, like even this generation, mm -hmm. like we, we just enjoy, we just love that show. Like I think it really yeah. made Will Smith who he is right now. And how I got to watch it actually was thankfully, I think back in the 2010s, like they would show reruns of that show. So that's how I got exposed to that. And uh, even though it's not a theatrical setting, like uh, there were actually live audiences that would, um, they would show up, you know, to each of their recording sessions. And I think the one scene that really stuck out to me, I'm sure everyone who watches The Fresh Prince, they they remember remember mm -hmm. the scene so much. This is the the dad episode, and I think yeah, yeah that really blew up over the years and. I guess it just shows you the greatness of not just Will Smith, but more, most especially you see James Avery, the guy who played Uncle Phil. Uh, yes. God rest his soul. Rest but, in peace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the the part that really struck me the most wasn't really the actual, well, of course it was the actual scene, but it's more the behind the scenes, like how James mm -hmm. Avery was kind of not really pressuring Will, but like kind of motivating him not to mess this up because this is like, a very momentous scene in the history of like television yeah. so anything less than a perfect cut wouldn't wouldn't sit well with you know James James Avery so I like what he told Will like he said you know don't act around me but act with me you know use me as that guiding source to help you elevate your craft and the fact that that scene just took one take like it was a shot of one take like that's still mind-boggling to me but it just shows you how much of a cultural icon that show is, you know, to, up to this day. Like, it's really crazy how yeah. um, the cast members have grown. Like, I've, I've seen the reunion, like, a couple of times. And, yeah, I think that show is just so revolutionary. And it's such a influential 
uh, sitcom for all of us. So yeah, I mean that's just my take on some of my favorite or one of my most favorite uh, forms of yeah. theater. And yeah, I, I'm not sure about you, Joy. Yeah. What do you think about uh, the Fresh Prince? No, dude, I absolutely love. I love Fresh Prince of Bel Air because uh, my forever celebrity crush is Will Smith. I <laughs> he's married, but <laughs> and old, older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I absolutely love Will Smith, and I love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I actually like a lot of the '80s and '90s sitcoms, so mm-hmm. um, Full House and um, Growing Pains and all these sitcoms. Uh, I loved watching them, and for me, I really think like my my main goal is really to be in a sitcom, just because it's partly theater and and yeah. film. Um, so I love the idea of it. The thing is, the thing about it is, you know, watching the first few seasons of *A Fresh Prince of Bel Air*, it's like I was like, dude, Will Smith, you don't know how to act. Like, yeah. I forgive you because you're cute <laughs> and you have the energy, but he wasn't a great actor. Definitely, he was yeah. not a great actor. And so to think that he is now like this A-list actor um, who's done great, great works like *Pursuit of Happiness*. Um, you know, or his acting is just immaculate. Um, but yeah, it's it's so funny to see him grow in that show. And the scene that you were talking about, you know, about the dad and like Will's outburst, um, is it's it's um, I think it's really it's really you know iconic because they put yeah. this really highly dramatic scene in in a sitcom and. See, that's the thing, you know, like even in a sitcom where people are supposed to do bad acting, as they say in Hollywood, mm-hmm, like bad mm-hmm. acting, um, even if they do that, um, and then you just, you know, there's just, because there was so much truth in it. That's what I'm saying. That truth is the most important thing. Yeah. And yeah, it just really changed everything. And that, you know, even in a comedy, there is really just, you know, room for heart. You know, yeah. these shows are not here just for entertainment. They're really here because they're showing you a piece of life. And mm. that's why it's so important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And as you said, you know, Will Smith is not... Or at the time, he wasn't the best actor. Like, mm-hmm. he was just some rapper yeah. from Philly. But, you know, seeing yeah. him do one of the most iconic scenes. Like, yeah, it just shows exactly. you how much you know he's evolved throughout the years. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Ryan because we always like it's always a like a joke between us or like it's a thing because like he 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 loves Will Smith as well and who doesn't like, he's like <laughs> Will Smith exactly and then so you know how there was like this whole season where Tyra Banks was there like as yeah. Will Smith's like childhood friend and I'm like dude that's the two of us I'm Tyra Banks at this point because <laughs> that's how our friendship is like sometimes you argue and it's super fun yeah um yeah. so there you go. Really, one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I guess in terms of theater and just overall acting, that's that's definitely at the top. I guess when it comes to a theatrical performance, there's so many. Like I've, I think we make it a point to watch, or I make it a point to watch it, one theatrical play every year because you know, make those no mistake yeah. about it. Those those theater seats are very expensive. So you know, and uh-huh. yeah, I don't have much <laughs> money. Or, obviously so (laughs) (laughs) don't be all but yeah i always try to make it a point to watch at least one play per year and i think this is hard but i think uh the one play that kind of stuck to me the most was oh yeah um back in 2018 i think when we went to new york we were lucky enough to watch anastasia i'm not sure if you know that but (gasps) yeah Yeah, that was one of my. That was one of the places that stood out because first of all, it's in Broadway, so yes. that in itself is like already an elite show. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you know Christy Altamar, but she's the girl who played yes. Anastasia. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just loved the way she acted all throughout, and mm-hmm. actually, I, I got to meet her in person. Like she was very kind. Of. <gasps> wow. Yeah, like because the after the place, there's like a meet and greet, yes. so I literally got to yes. take a selfie with her like after the show. Uh-huh. So I guess yeah, I'll never forget that um, experience. Amazing. Yeah, very, very amazing stuff. And I think the production of it, like from start to finish, it was very, it was very raw. It was very deep, and I think uh, it can hit a lot of people. Given the, yeah. I think 
the setting of it or at least the plot was it was during I think the Cold War or World War II I'm not sure but it's a war setting siya. like <laughs> war setting siya, yeah. and I think Anastasia was like this mystery girl that I yeah. think the Russians had to hunt down or something like that yeah yeah it was uh, well I mean I don't know like Anastasia the cartoon like the animated movie is one of my favorite um, princess movies it's not a she's not a Disney princess but you know she she's one of my favorite princesses and mm-hmm. You know, just for them to do a whole musical with some of the songs from the animated movie, but also basing yeah. it off of the historical, um, you know, it's it's great. I I would love to see it. I love the songs. I love the music. It's, yeah, um, definitely. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially Journey to the Past. It's like one of my favorite yes. songs. First of all, because Aaliyah sang it, and you know, Aaliyah is one of my favorite uh, yeah. artists. But yeah, hearing it uh, on the on the radio and hearing it. On the actual play, like, yeah, it it hits a lot of memories, and I actually remember you know, watching it, watching the animated version when I was young. Yeah. So, based on both the animated and the Broadway version, like they really did well, like doing justice to Great. each version. So, yeah, I mean Anastasia, for, that's Anastasia for you. So, I guess <laughs> those two were like would like some of some of my favorite. Uh, forms of acting and I'm sure there's many more that I missed out but mm-hmm. yeah it just goes to show you that there's so many talented actors there's so many talented um, bodies of work that people really need to pay close attention to and I guess that's a good way to wrap up our show like what do you think is the state of acting now of course we all know that the 2020s and beyond will be very unpredictable times of course Theater is going to be pretty much different just because people won't be able to pump up. And I think the whole uh, audition process will be a little bit tricky. But yes. I don't know. What do you think is going to be the state or the future of theater? And I guess what is your advice to some of my listeners to, who want to aspire to become uh, a cast member, whether it's the main character, a supporting cast, or a behind the scenes uh-huh. dude or girl? Like, what's the game plan for those who want to pursue a life in? Um, theater arts yeah um, well I guess right now because you know it, these are trying times um, for me it's just to never stop learning uh, you know it's it's really taking this time the fact that you are at home and that you have some time hopefully some time to do other things it's really to explore it there's you know like theater isn't really just you know there's so many ways to learn it and to experience it. So now that you're just at home and you can't really do like workshops and actual productions, take the time to, you know, enroll yourself in these like online classes or in these communities, you know, do improv. Like I know they do online improv and things like that. Watch great actors, watch great bodies of work and then learn from that. Um, and and really, yeah, just this is the time I guess to you know sit down and prepare yourself for what's coming um, when things do get better and uh, yeah it's really it's really now I think it's the time to just you know immerse yourself in you know theater education and in great works of art really just you know follow great great actors follow great works read with your friends like read scripts with your friends um it doesn't even have to be full-on acting it's really just you know reading these great plays reading these great books and resources on acting i think you know is the best way to do it and yeah i think okay some people like i said they forget i i'm i'm very very guilty of this as well is that sometimes you know, when an audition is coming up, that's only when you start training again. That's only when you start singing again. That's for me, like, I'm not really a singer. But then I, um, you know, before, it's only when I have an audition coming up that like, oh man, I have to sing. No, you have to do it, you know, even if there's no audition, you have to keep practicing these things or else, you know, it'll be hard for you to pick them up when you need them. So yeah, it's just really consistency. And yeah, just, you know put yourself out there for me my main thing is really that if you're being if you're shy you're going to miss out on a lot of things so yeah for sure for sure (laughs) (laughs) there you go definitely um i guess the bottom line is to just try out new stuff uh and yeah for those who want to be actors like 
yeah, reading is very underrated. Like I think it's honestly a lost yes. art eh? with social media, with so much technology in our hands. I think reading yeah. has become such a lost art. And I actually appreciate the fact that when we were young, most of us were required to by our parents to read books. Like at the yeah. time, it would be boring as heck. Exactly. But when you grow yeah. older, dude, like, I was actually. I would get in trouble for reading too much back then, um, which is weird. But yeah, I would read like, I don't know, 45 books a day and they'd be like, four to five, not 45. But like, yeah, so I would get into trouble for that. Just like, oh, you read too much. Um, and I'm like, what else is there to do? It's, um, I live at home in the farm, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sure. read, guys. Just read these things and yeah. learn, 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 learn. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, it just shows you how much you need to be versatile to, you know, be a be an aspiring, you know, actor, whether it's actor of a movie, yeah. a sitcom or a theatrical play. And speaking of versatility, I guess, you know, Pahabal question, like, did your snippet magic help you a little bit? Like, I'm sure you wanted to be a director before trying out, you know, being a DJ at magic, but similar to Sorry, my question. What was the question? Um, did your stint uh-huh. at Magic help you out? Like, you being a DJ. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, did it kind of um, help you a little bit? Me? Or was it like a completely different set of skills that you need to learn that in? So, Magic. Uh, the funny thing is like, I always it's always been like a con- competition between the two. For me, like, you know, sometimes I only show up in, in Magic when I don't have a play, but when the, I do have a show production coming up, it's like, bye. And everyone in Magic is just like, I just disappear and appear sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, essentially both helped me. And so our mentor in the junior doc program, see Santi, Mig Santi, um, mm-hmm. he, he would commend me on sort of like when I, when I do like these segues because I've naturally okay timing because I am in musical theater and so of course that helps me um and and then but the way that magic like that radio helps me in the show is really um it does (laughs) I don't know how but it just it really does it's really for me you know getting used to you know talking to an audience or connecting so for example when you're on the radio you can't really see the people you're connecting with and in the theater it's sort of the same Mm -hmm. but because you can't see with the lights and everything Mm -hmm. but it's just trusting that someone's out there and connecting and so i think that um, both radio and theater is really all about connecting to somebody far away from you and and so those really help me out. Like those really go hand in hand. There's many, many times when radio has helped me um, in in the theater. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And yeah, I just want to comment, like, because I did mention earlier on that you know you're my third magic mm-hmm. guest, and yeah, I guess the yeah. three of you are like some of my favorite DJs. Like you're on, or when I listen, because I've I've listened to your show like I think once in the car and. Yeah, I can tell na. Uh-huh. Uh, you're used to what you're doing. I think theater really influenced you. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you're definitely up there. Of course, you have Ryan. He's just a hosting genius. He's a DJ genius. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, I can't can't forget about Yanni, who we also had on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, one of my favorites to say the least. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Magic really just produces great talent, don't they? Like, <laughs> yes, definitely. definitely. Junior Jock is superior. No, just kidding. Mm-hmm. All the junior, all the student Jock programs are, you know, great. It's just some of us are built for magic, and we'll stay yeah, with magic for, for a sure, really, for really, sure. really long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I look forward to hearing all three of you and all the other aspirants, you know, who want to try out their luck, you know. Whether it's in magic, whether it's in your field, which is theater, or whether it's in anywhere else, really. Like, whatever niche yeah. or whatever genre you guys want to pursue. So, with that out of the way, uh, I guess that's going to wrap up our show. Thank you very much, Joyce, for uh, being Thank here so much. on this holiday. Well, at least at the time of this recording, <laughs> it is a holiday. And I'm yeah. sure you've been really busy lately, but thank you for dedicating. Yeah. You know, just an hour <laughs> to be here. But I guess before we do go, um, what are some of your plugs? As I 
usually you know ask them oh, I guess sure so, <laughs> what are some of your plugs where can they check out that Lucky Me commercial where can they check out your oh, other no. gigs that you may be hiding from us so this is now your chance to yes uh, present them to everybody <laughs> listening to our, to our well, show yeah you guys can just follow me yeah you guys can just follow me on uh, like I guess Instagram and Twitter and TikTok I'm on TikTok because I'm Gen Z or something I'm really yeah. not but I'm pretending yeah. um, so you can find me uh, at jbettybuens that's at j-b-e-t-i-b-u-e-n if you I have a Facebook page that I never move but sometimes I update there some of my voiceover stuff and commercial stuff so that's uh, Joyce Buen on Facebook and I'll see you guys there and that's about it <laughs> yep, pretty much, pretty much. So that's where you will be following Joyce, or that's where you should be following Joyce on Twitter, IG, TikTok, and yeah, FB, pretty much. Although me, I'm not a huge mm-hmm. TikTok fan. I've never had TikTok, and yeah, I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> fall it's for fine. the temptation. You know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, Naman, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram for the podcast page, it is at joat.pod.dlro. So once again, it is at joat.pod.dlro. Uh, for the personal account, it is at jake underscore delro. Uh, on Twitter, it is at underscore del underscore ro underscore. On Facebook, it is facebook.com slash joat.pod.dlro. So it's similar to my podcast account on Instagram. Or if you just want to search it on the search tab, it is jake of all trades with Del Rowe. This podcast can be streamed, televised, viewed, and listened to on the following platforms. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, on certain occasions, Facebook Live, and on YouTube. So, with that out of the way, uh, first of all, how was that uh, outro right there? How, how was my presentation skills? <laughs> I always have some of Amazing. the... Amazing! I always yeah. ask some of the voiceover <laughs> guests to rate me because, you know, I'm sure I have some stuff to improve. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think, um, like, you know, here the voice is there, so you have nothing to worry about. You're fine. <laughs> all right, all right. So, once again, thanks, Joyce, for being here. I'm sure, uh, Thank you. just like with Joyce and with everybody else who's been on the show, I'm sure you guys are shocked to see me talking or hear me talking this much, you know. <laughs> Super quiet dude, but, you know, here we are now on our 24th episode and like I said December is just getting started so we're gonna get a lot busier than usual and once again major apologies to everyone if I've been pretty inactive lately of course uh, I have a lot I have a life outside of podcasting but uh, <laughs> yeah hopefully we do finish out the year strong because you know we all need to have a at least a nice finish 2020 if you know what I'm saying but yeah uh, with that out of the way that's a wrap, y'all. Thank you for tuning in today, mga Del Bros and sisters. This has been your one and only Jacob All Trades. I am Delro. She is Joyce Buen, and we are both signing out. Hanggang sa susundan na usapan at chikahan. See ya. See ya. And-